Today on Alabama Unfiltered, we're going rogue. Um, yeah. We're not exactly sure what's about to happen. But, but it could be the last tuned. show. stay tuned. It'll be fun. <laughs> it might be the last show. <laughs> it might very well be. Because we're talking all about us, who we are, why we're here, why you should or shouldn't listen to us. Stick around. Welcome to the program, everybody. This is Alabama Unfiltered. I am one of your hosts, Scott Beeson. Allison Sinclair is with me. Amy Beth Shaver as well. Ladies, how are y'all? Um, really good. 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 <laughs> <laughs> what? How are you doing? I'm actually so excited about the show because I think it's going to be the most fun one we've done so far. This um, is going to be the part where people find out who y'all really are? Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, if they don't like us anymore... That's going to be awkward. Wait, wait, wait. Why did you point to us? Yeah. Because that that's what this do. show is about. No, I am no, the moderator. Y'all wanted to be the moderator. No, we have Who didn't you say I was supposed to be on this show? Um, the ESPN guy? Chris Fowler. See? Chris Fowler. But Chris Fowler that's the way he does totally it. totally play Would You Rather or Never Have I Ever. If y'all, so if, if we're it. doing those, those, those kinds of questions are for girls <laughs> and sometimes Sunday school teachers. No, yes, you, they are. No, Please, we'll sit not. in a circle and we'll tell each other something about ourselves. But guess that is what? a girl thing. It is the equivalent of taking a Facebook name test. Which, which I hate. Which you should Facebook. never do. What is a Facebook name test? We know how they have all these little tests and... What is your animal and what kind of person are you? Like all these random and then they collect the data. This is way better oh. because this is old school glamour magazine. See, I <laughs> told you it was a girl thing. This you is just said it's not a girl tiger. thing. And you said, no, not tiger. But, but you are an evolved something. man and you're married and you have a daughter. <laughs> an evolved so, man. And I know you have a son. My but I'm just like, saying that this. we've made Chris Shaver take Teen these. beat. That was it. <laughs> High five. Teen beat. 30 seconds yes. late. Good job though. Okay. Very good. But I'm saying this is what we're going to do. And because uh -huh. you're you, right. you're man enough to take this yes, test. Yes, I'm man enough to ask the questions. No, <laughs> no you're not. You're going to hey, take Hey, we the need test. to stop because we've totally right. missed part of our um, our routine. Traditions. It's our tradition. Okay. This so is our tradition. I don't tradition. know. Scott one day brought in sweet tarts, ropes, cherry punch. Which I'm opposed to because I like the strawberries, but they're harder to find. Oh, actually, I and brought then, these in because yes. they were from the Dollar mm -hmm. Tree. Strawberry are, there's kind of, if y'all like, like us enough and you want to send us some sweet tart ropes, strawberry. They'll be accepted. They will be accepted. Some if you find clusters. the strawberry, they're actually better. But whatever, Scott brought them in one time and we had a, the best show. And so now we eat one before, but Scott ate his before we got on air. It puts Here, a pep in our step, as yeah. it were. Have you had them? I ended up with some of these in my car for my kids and they were thrilled. I was the cool mom for the day. It really? didn't last very long. Yeah, well, no, they're good. But I was the cool mom for the day. You, are so y'all going to tell people that we like hide them in the studio? Allison, and, go ahead. Why don't you? package stays open. So by the way, <laughs> it's okay. What he said. Because they never go bad. They're so synthetic, right, that they'll, <laughs> they'll never rot. Or When the mice the end up in our studio, we'll know why. <laughs> Apparently the mice and the birds like, eat those What either. have you guys done now? This. <laughs> Sorry, Brian. <laughs> All the cords are chewed up. Be bad. I think I'm smacking in the That's okay. microphone. So what is the deal with the clothing? This is representative of y'all? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we said we were going to do a show that I was... I feel shame. All about... Mm -hmm. Well, because you look cute and comfy. That's how girls do it. When, they, when they're overdressed... And then they turn to mm -mm. the person mm -mm. that's no, no. But this is so go, funny oh, because the ashamed. story is like, like this is me. If I could wear anything, like I'm doing well to have the makeup on. I don't dress up unless Brian tells me I need to dress up for the podcast. If I could, like I've got tennis shoes on, and um, actually the Auburn will get there. It kind of it's representative mm -hmm. of a part of my life as well. It's so funny because Amy Beth says I'm jealous. I wish I was in a t-shirt. <laughs> Sweatshirt. But I remember both our kids were at Briarwood Mother's Day Out probably 15 years ago, and I had no clue who she was. But we always took our kids early because they were driving us nuts, and we would drop them off at early care. Preach it, sister. And, and I would always pass Amy Beth in the hallways, and I looked like this, and she looked like that. And I remember looking at her Did you think bad going, thoughts? You did. I know you did. I, I know you think, well enough I now know. to think you're like, it's like 8 o'clock in the morning, woman. Exactly. I mean, half of me was in awe. Okay. Like, I barely, I, I don't know if I drank coffee. I go in and out of coffee. But, like, I had barely gotten through my caffeine. But she looked like 
she was ready to walk down a runway. And then half of me was like, I mean, come on, just put on some tennis shoes. But I think she did have on tennis shoes, but she still looked really cute. I did have I did have tennis shoes on. And but your full face. Well, it was pretty impressive. Probably because I was going to go do something at API or something like I, I was that back in your API. That days? was back in my API days because I did my best to wear my Carolina versus all y'all T-shirt today and it was wrinkly. So I tried to iron it. And I understand she that this is weird that right. I iron T-shirts, but I do. And thank because you, it was Nana. How, it was how wrinkly? It was very wrinkly. Very wrinkly. Not just kind of like you could get away mm. with it, like passable mm. gym T-shirt wrinkly. Mm -hmm. I, I think the this standards was of my up wrinkles and your wrinkles may be wrinkly. And so I thought, well, I'll iron it because that's just what I'll do. <laughs> and then it ended up getting black marks on the back of it, so I couldn't wear it. So I ordered a new T-shirt, so when that comes in, I'll wear it. Oh, you like ruined it. Yeah, I messed, mm -hmm. I'm telling you. I, so I so that's to, two things I, she's ruined. Because the to, black stuff on the iron was the other thing you ruined. Yes, I did. <laughs> but I saved the iron, although I did melt something on Molly's jersey. Sorry about that, Molly. And and then I ruined this T-shirt, which Maybe. my husband bought for me. And I'm, I was going to wear I really was going to wear a T-shirt because I love T-shirts. That's what I wear is T-shirt and jeans and ten, tennis shoes. I do. How does she go from I was going to wear my T-shirt to like to laser suit? Yes. Because I had a lunch I had to go to. Because this was uh, iron. And so okay. I was going to literally okay. carry my T-shirt with me, throw it on, and mm -hmm. like, perfect. Mm -hmm. There we go. You Shazam. only had one T-shirt, Miss T-shirt wearer all the time? Well, or? the T-shirts that I have mm -hmm. didn't match the vibe. <laughs> So it wasn't and a t-shirt you felt like tea, wearing. If I wore the Psycho T Tyler Hansford, bro, I don't know. Chris got it for me. Mm -hmm. I was going to wear that, but mm -hmm. then the face is kind of disturbing on there. So I thought, well, that doesn't work. Mm -hmm. And I got desperate. Okay. That's what I'm just going to tell you. I got desperate. My desperation does not look like that. <laughs> I know I'm a dork. I'm sorry. I love it. I'm sorry. Nope. It's I am. Perfect. This is you, Wonder Woman. But I do love Wonder Woman, and I have been obsessed with her since I was a little girl. So I know that's kind of weird. What's, what was her like name? the old Wonder Woman. Like what was her name? Uh, Linda Carter. Yes. Duh. Sorry. Linda with a Y. I like no, the new Wonder Linda Woman. Linda with better. an I. I don't. Know, you, but I love the new Wonder Woman. She's mm. real pretty. <laughs> Why am I um, thinking of He Man? Wonder Woman and He Man did not did go not together. go together. He Man no. and She-Ra. She-Ra. This is so, you want me on your true pursuit <laughs> obviously. Especially for all the female heroes. <laughs> yeah, no, I no. love her. I mean, I could see y'all's Wonder Woman and She-Ra. Well, because she was powerful. She-Ra. And she and did she good She would things, probably wore Auburn sweatshirts. I liked her. She would When she wore she was definitely, full shirts. She-Ra was a little rougher around the edges. <laughs> she was a good My old, little sister loved She-Ra. She was all about yes. She-Ra. So what about, tell us about your outfit, <clears throat> This is what I wore to awards day at school. <laughs> so it's no, it has no message whatsoever. So other than it is not a tie okay, and a jacket. So that actually would be your dressing up. This is, yeah, this is pretty dressed day, up, yes. you know, you got to dress mm -hmm. up for and that. Sometimes my wife makes me wear a collared shirt like y'all saw. Yeah. Does she have to, she have to bring you. it out of the closet and like hand oh, it no, to you? Oh, no, she tells me, yes, yes. I wear the pants in the family. She picks them out. Like that's pretty that. much the way it that's works because I have that's no, good. if you ever see me out and it doesn't match and it's the wrong kind of, I'm sure y'all understand this. Well, Amy Beth does. You probably don't. We we probably have the same. <laughs> <laughs> but All if right. it does not look right, it's like, it on right here. it's like blue pants, green shirt. <laughs> right here. That is because I picked it out. That was an insult towards me, <laughs> not you. It was a good one because it was. Trust me. <laughs> Well, you took us both down unintentionally with that one. Oh, my word. Okay, so well, I would rather just have shorts than a T-shirt on. But this is kind of this is kind of me normal. Just shorts. And a T-shirt. Oh, and a T-shirt. Yeah, shorts and a T-shirt. No and shirt. I don't I, care. Yeah. No shirt, I no thought sheets, he said, no starbucks. I'd rather just have shorts and no T-shirt on. Okay. Anyway, I'm glad you no. wear clothes to mm -hmm. the set. Mm -hmm. And shoes. <laughs> oh, my god. Okay, goodness. well, let's. So here's so, the thing. The, the moderator, you go. Moderate. You want me to ask questions? Well, no, I just like what I think is so is going to be so fun is that we we usually have show notes. We usually have like we've talked through kind of a script or whatever we want to talk about. We got nothing. So like this is literally just 
So the goal is are. to tell people who we are. Yes. Because that is like a little no, background. We, we've been doing this since January and yeah. we've never done a. Well, maybe we're boring. Maybe people don't care I about don't that part. I don't think so. We all have really cool stories. Yeah, maybe the cool parts we I can't I think you've tell. got a great story. Mm, we're can starting you? with y'all. I'm the moderator. <sighs> wow, you keep so, pulling okay, on. Ask us questions. Because you told me that's what I was. Right. Y'all are the personalities. I'm just the low, calm, mm. non-opinionated sure. person on the program. Look, when have Who you can ever? barely get a word in edgewise with the women talking? Scott. <laughs> Tell the truth. Okay. Okay. I talk too much and I talk to myself. I talk to myself. You have to do three hours on the radio. But I kind of narrate. That's probably a confession. I do narrate things I'm doing. I don't know why. So, like, which I think makes doing radio programs easier. Okay. Last week you had to jet out of here because you were going to um, plant your garden before it rained. Yes. Were you you really planting? Yes. I'm like, where, like oh, where do all these words come from? What in the world? Why didn't I do this straight? What? Oh, what? those are too close together. Wait, yes, so you I narrate really what's happening. planted a garden. Yes. He lives in Garden Dale. Dale. Yes. <laughs> garden Dale. Yes. Garden. Everybody gardens. <laughs> okay. All right. It's just part of it. Part of it. I right. planted a garden. I'm having somebody come really? and help me That's plant exactly a garden. That's exactly what I was expecting. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's going to come plant our garden. And actually, then in a month, it'll be, I, my garden is wonderful. Our garden's going to be better it, than ours. I yes. failed. Um, I had three raised beds. And for two seasons, I did well. Things grew. Like You had peppers. somebody come out no, and they planted Peppers them. and tomatoes. No, I planted them. Really? You can ask Wesley. Yes, I planted them. Wow. I know you were wearing a t-shirt Do when I? you did it, too. <laughs> nope. I bet she was in sequence. <laughs> Or at least a sash. <laughs> the bad thing is I can see it. <laughs> but, yes, it's so not you, though. Like, if people really know you, yeah, it's not you. Like, I mean, it is yeah. you, but it's not. Like, you're so much more than just that persona. I'm glad you can take the jokes, though. You oh, have tears yes. in your eyes, actually. It, ma- it just makes me laugh because I got into pageants by accident. And, um, and so that's a fun part of life. And yes, the glitter hangs on and there may or may not be crowns in my closet, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> hidden away, <laughs> but, um, it's hilarious. It's hilarious. I had a pastor who was helping me think through the issues. Cause that's why I liked pageants is the interview part and learning how to think. And he said, listen, don't get too serious about this because it's not different than the pigskin. Like people, boys are in plastic. Um, in jerseys on a field throwing around pigskin. Like, that's what they're doing. Okay. And pageants are but not he different. he was not an athlete. He was. Really? But he was, like, boiling it down okay. to its he was helping most you. basic essence. And so he's mm-hmm. like, before you get too, like, serious about this, you're wearing glittery things on a stage with giant earrings. <laughs> <laughs> I was like. Okay, and the message. Okay. Deep thoughts. So he was like, so Keep the main thing the main thing, which is you're learning how to think. You're learning how to communicate your ideas. Get out there and speak. But all the other stuff, that doesn't really matter. It's just part of the uniform. It's just part of the uniform. Ah, okay. Okay. So it's good. I get that. So Mm -hmm. from then on, I was like, oh, that makes sense. Well, let's go back. Do you want to moderate and go back to how she got into pageants? I just want to, I want both of you to start with like, I mean, people don't know. A lot of people, a lot more people probably know my story because the press loved me so much when I was in You were their favorite. Yes. Yes. And, but, you know, some of y'all stories are really, really good. So who, which one wants to start? Allison. Okay. Allison, you're, because you're L up is first. Because before M. Where, where are you from? Well, I was born May 3rd, 1978. Okay. Almost your birthday. Yeah. About to turn 44. I get more immature as the days <laughs> and years go on. But, um. In Alabama? And, no, I was born in Knoxville. In Tennessee. Tennessee. Okay. Which is interesting because it all comes back to the sweatshirt. And the orange. Um, and the orange. Get the orange. I can't escape the terrible orange. Right. Yeah. But um, I don't know how deep we want to go, but I was born in Did Knoxville. you grow up there? I actually did grow up there. Have um my parents divorced when I was three. My dad moved to Washington, DC and was raised by a single mom. Um, she worked like three jobs. I had no clue how poor we were. She like, she worked at a monogram shop and she made all my cute clothes, you know, and she would monogram my dresses. But like, like we were poor. (laughs) I say poor. 
Anyway, I will say we didn't have heat in our house for a while. Like I, I, I remember we would come in and she would um, like have to run me in and stand me by the stove mm. and turn on the stove, which how safe is that mm. to keep me warm while she turned on all of her space heaters. So like a lot of people will look at my life now and be like, oh, you know, she's had it easy. She came for whatever. So not the truth. Um, but so she single raised by a single mom till was probably 10. She remarried and, um, had a great stepfather and my dad remarried as well. So I have a half brother and half sister, but my dad now lives in Lake Tahoe, like out in California. And it's funny because he's actually like a, like a raging liberal. It's really, really funny. Yes. Wow. Yeah. It's funny. Um, he, he, he just was the kind of guy that grew up. He grew up in Tennessee as well, but was always kind of a West coast, California guy. So he ended wanted up to be exactly, West coast. Yeah. Okay. And, um, but anyway, stayed in, um, Knoxville through high school and then went to Sanford for two years. So I, I, tra I left Knoxville. Was that on scholarship or no, like it that? was the weirdest thing because I had never, I went, um, one Thanksgiving, my mom and I went and served at, um, like the rescue mission for Thanksgiving. And there was a guy who had on a Stanford sweatshirt. And I was like, not Stanford, Stanford. I don't know where that is. But I looked it up. I think I thought he was cute. No, that would explain. I probably okay. thought sure, he was sure. cute. Right. He was kind of a dork, though. So Anyway, mm. um, and so I looked up Stanford, and I went and visited. And I it's the only place I applied. Hindsight, that was really, really stupid. And I think I had always gone to a public school, which I loved because – well, back then, public schools were kind of awesome because mm -hmm. not like they are right now. Like where I grew up was not like the high society. You had really rich people. You had really poor people. You had black people. You had white people. It was very diverse. And I think that served me well. Um, but Sanford was kind of fun because it almost felt like a little reprieve from the madness. Mm -hmm. Just a little bit, you know. It was like the Sanford bubble is a real thing. Right. And I really loved that. Um, I became a Christian when I was in sixth grade. And, um, you know, that really shaped my middle school, high school years. And I think I just craved, I never really had a good youth group that in high school. But then, you know, as you go on, whew, things just get more, they get a little wilder, right. a little crazier. And you, your, your core group of like really good friends kind of dwindles. And so went to Sanford, loved it. But... I always knew I wanted to get my engineering degree. And so it's kind of stupid that I went to Sanford because they don't have an engineering degree. So my sophomore year, I transferred back to Tennessee, finished there. In the meantime, I took a semester off. Wait, a minute, wait, 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 wait. I'm missing something here. Wait. Two things. Number one is you're a lady, a girl. Yeah. What made you want to be an engineer? I think I am. Yes, you appear to be, but you can't tell in Judge 20, Jackson 20, can't define 20, that, but I am. 2022, right. <laughs> okay. Right. So what made you want to be an engineer, though? Because that's, an, I mean, there's no, not a lot no, of right. girls who say, I want to be an engineer. You're right. Well, deep down, I'm really kind of a dork. I mean, I know that. You know, And most people that meet me today are like, you no, had. They're like, they're like, she's a dork. N really? I'm just. Look. No, I think most people <laughs> think, like I said you earlier. Just keep, you just keep thinking that. Well. I don't know what I'm supposed to think, except that like I've gotten way more fun and way mm -hmm. more immature as I've gotten immature as I've gotten older. Yep. Um, I think I've let go of a lot of the control that I had to have, honestly, growing up with a single mom and love my had the best mom, but she had her own issues from her family. And a lot of times I kind of felt like I was raising her and I had to, I had to keep her together. I had to keep right. our family together. I had to keep my mom and my dad civil and, and so I never really felt the freedom to kind of be myself. But in the meantime, um, shocker, I'm not athletic. I don't know if you would have thought that. <laughs> That's such a surprise. My my kids, like, they will ask me to run just so they can laugh. They'll be like, Mom, run in the mailbox. And they all laugh. So really academics kind of became my, I mean, like, when I left high school, my calculus, I mean, my chemistry and physics professor um, or teacher 
they were redoing the room and there was this little group of us that we always competed on our class grades. You know, we're like, oh, I made a 98 and I made a 97. And anyway, he signed the desk and gave me my desk that I would always sit in in his AP physics classes. And his, like, I was such a dork. I loved it. That was kind of my outlet for competition. And then, um, and so physics and chemistry and all that was really my thing. Weird. Hindsight, I'm like, I could know more. I think I still have a brain, but it's it's dwindled quite a bit. So my stepdad was an engineer. And okay. and then I, I also thought I might want to teach school. Mm. And he was like, go get your engineering degree. You can always go back and teach. And so that's what I did. That's great advice. No, that's a really good story. Yeah. And I, I can see that. You're 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 you actually do seem very, very smart. On so. good days. No, I mean you you really are. No, There's you no do. doubt about I appreciate it. That. So you come to Sanford. Come to Sanford. And then go back to Tennessee. I was either going to graduate go to as a Vol. Well, yeah. So when I was leaving Sanford, I was like, I'm either going to go to Auburn Engineering School or I'm going to go back to Knoxville. In-state tuition was, mm. you know, appealing. So I went back to Knoxville, finished there, um, took a semester off and went and worked for the Tennessee legislature, mm-hmm. which we've talked about before. And then um, graduated and... Took a job straight out of college with Chick-fil-A at their home office in Atlanta. And I actually did computer programming. Oh, wow. Which is hysterical. Really? That is hysterical. Because we took some programming classes, but it's not what I wanted to do. I just wanted to work for Chick-fil-A. Right. And it was awesome. And so Jared and I had met. My husband and I had met by then. We got married, lived in Atlanta. Um, he was working for Brassfield and Gorey over there. And uh, then, hey, shocker. We got pregnant five months after we got married. I don't know if y'all know how that happens. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently we didn't. That was not in the plan. And right. so here I am. I'm 23. We I, we got married when I was 23. Had Connor when I was 24. And in the meantime, when I was eight months pregnant, he got a job offer back in Birmingham where he's from. He went to Vestavia. And we moved back here. I never work again. I guess that's where my brain cells went. Like I've just been staying home since. Um, well, pregnancy since, brain will kill some well, brain cells. Well, I, I still use it as an excuse. Twenty years later, <laughs> I'm like you know. Oh. And um, so had Connor, and then two years later had Jennings. Um, she's 17. She's at Oak Mountain High School. Then um, we ended up adopting, too. So my 15-year-old is from Guatemala, and then our 13-year-old is from China. So boy, girl, boy, girl. Four kids. I'm an only child. This is a bizarre life that I lead because I have no clue what I'm doing. Um, But, yeah, my oldest is at Auburn still. um, Collins, she's seventh grade at Oak Mountain, and I don't know. So you're going to have a whole bunch of teenagers all at the same time. All the teenage it's years bad. right there together. Well, just, it's just like once we got pregnant, I was like, let's just let's just get them all through. So like maybe we can have some fun on the other end because yeah. life is just going to be. I mean, right now it's it's coordinated chaos. It's kind of a poop just dri- show. drive yeah. from event to event I to mean, practice to practice. So to, did you ever think yes. you'd spend so much time in the car? Um, no, it's gotten better since. Well, since Connor's gone and since Jennings can drive, mm-hmm. it's gotten so much better. Makes a huge difference. Do you make Jennings carry kids places? <sighs> yeah, and she's yeah, so good. Sure. She she really but She still likes driving. Yes, she still okay. likes driving and she's she like she's way more responsible than I am. She probably should be the mom. Like she'll call me and remind me <laughs> when I have meetings. Her mom, don't be late, which what am I? Always late here, you know. Hey, so but she get here. I I make it here somehow. But so we've been in Birmingham for 20, 20, a little over 21 years. And I don't know, feels like home. So my husband went to Auburn and just as the years have gone on, so I, it's you like just you can't admitted and adopted. Well, you can't, school. you can't move here and not <clears throat> choose a side. I mean, I just think it's impossible. And it so completely. I, I don't even know what you're saying. <laughs> I'm trying to explain that like, like I, was there during the Peyton Manning years of Tennessee, oh, like the really good years when okay. we, we really hated Alabama. Yeah, and so, so it was easy to so just I keep hating yeah, Alabama. Yeah, and yeah okay, natural. Well, right. that is natural. Did you yeah. make all your kids into little Auburn people too? Um, or is yes, there one conservative? I have one, uh, just I'm just harassing you. 
Is I was there about one to say, be Rebe- no, I, I was about you to say I have my, one liberal. My, okay. I have one liberal who probably won't go to Auburn. Really? I love him anyway. Yeah, no, absolutely. It happens. How did you end up with a liberal child? <laughs> That's a good question. Isn't that funny? Yeah. I mean, what I did know. you do different? It's okay. Um, I don't think anything. I really don't think anything. I just. Are they like super, super nice? Like a super good kid? And they're like, I just want everybody to be happy. Well, what is it? Is it Winston Churchill that said, if you're not a liberal when you're young, you're heartless. Mm -hmm. And if you're not a conservative when you're older, you're stupid or something. Yeah, I think it's you don't have a heart and you don't have a brain. You don't Mm -hmm. have a heart. Okay. Right. Wizard of Oz type stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think his is just motivated out Mm -hmm. of like a good place. Right. I'm like, just wait till you get a job and have to pay those taxes and. Right. I mean, because I'm being serious, a number of the young people that I know that are very liberal or liberal leaning, when you dig down, you find out they just want everybody to be happy. And, and yeah. I can see that. I can understand that completely. And I think I just wondered. No, if, actually, that is, that's actually great. Um, really good stuff, Scott. Well done. You. you came thank through you. more than a moderator. <laughs> um, no, but that's good. And I think that's what it is, except as. And he, as a believer, as a Christian, you realize that life will never be fair, Mm -hmm. that you read the Bible and there's all sorts of inequality and things that this side of heaven, we're just never going to achieve that. And so, you know, I think he is striving for that, but Mm -hmm. it's always, it's going to be a frustrating Mm -hmm. endeavor Mm -hmm. because you just can't legislate or socialize. Is that the right word? Socialism. Um, happiness or, you know, making everything. You won't be able to make everything right. You can't make everything perfect. We just live in a fallen world. So, and then really quick, the, um, how you got involved in politics. (sighs) Um, cause you're doing the, you're doing the mom thing, raising kids. And then a point comes where you're like, Somebody's got to say something or do something or get people involved. I've always had this either curse or bless gift, not blessing gift in my life where I genuinely feel like I can change the world. I can remember when I was nine years old, my best friend at the time, Emily Ferguson, and I um, drove by a policeman in Knoxville that was driving around and he was not wearing his seatbelt. And this was right after the seatbelt law was passed. I remember that. And we were beside ourselves. I think she's younger than me. So she was eight. I was nine. And I mean, we got home. We called the Shelby, I mean, Knox County police chief. And we spoke with them and told them that he was not being a good representative for us kids. I mean, they probably hung up and laughed. But like we were, we were activists before activists were activists, you know. Appreciate that. And so it's kind of, it's awesome because I'm a little bit ignorant to the fact that, wait, Maybe you can't save the world, but like, I'm going to try. And so that's why I went and did the internship with the legislature in Tennessee. I really thought I would change the world in one session. Turns out it ate me alive. Um, But I think it's kind of like adoption. Like for us, after we had two kind of unplanned pregnancies. Funny. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, Um, (laughs) if you... (laughs) That's another podcast. <laughs> if you, I, I am an engineer. <laughs> it's engineer. <laughs> um, but like, if adoption is kind of in your heart, it never leaves. The same thing with politics. Yeah. I feel like it's definitely a calling of just wanting to change things. So after COVID and the election, I was like, all right, time for me to jump in, and I did headfirst. Mm-hmm. Um, really involved in Shelby County. And started local Alabama, and things have really taken off there. And I don't know how I got on this podcast, but here we are. Actually, have we ever talked about how this podcast started? We haven't. Mm -mm. I don't know how I got on this podcast either. You probably (laughs) (laughs) So, (laughs) that's funny. You You probably don't. Mm -hmm. Okay, I took up way too much time. You didn't. No, that was good. No, that was good. Now people feel like they know you. Yeah, but... I'm really excited about your story. Why? Because this is because it's going to make me like he already has tears in his eyes. <laughs> this is the best story Wait, ever. You you want me to tell that part of my well, story? Well, I don't know. Not necessarily. You can save that for another day. No, for I'm people not. who listen. So, oh, you're she's got to ask the right questions and then mm. I'll tell it. Okay. So, but let's get to the podcast first, and then we'll 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 whatever Circle you want to ask. Saki to you, but 
you know, with all the the rise of podcasts, you think, well, that'd be fun to have a podcast because I'm I'm with you, like have always loved politics. I love the policy side of it. And um, but really kept thinking, we we I need to do a podcast. I really want to do a podcast. But who's who's going to go? Oh, yeah, I'm going to put you on the air. Like, that's ludicrous. Time out. Didn't your husband buy you a glitter microphone? Or did I make it so, have so glitter you could in do my head? Own podcast? He brought he bought me a microphone and my old fashioned tape recorder that I had when I was eight because I was pretending to be Jane Polly, Pam Huff, <laughs> and the the Taylor movie Kirk. guy. Who's the movie guy that was on the Today Show when we were little kids uh, with curly hair? That guy. So I'd record the news in Miller my Scott. room. Um, Dead gummit. Somebody put the note in, in the comments when you see this, put in Greg Gumble. Um, not the Gumble guy, but the other guy. He did the movies. Anyway, I would be those voices in my room as a little girl and had an ugly brown tape recorder and because you would do that show. from the time I was little, I wanted to be in broadcasting. And I would my parents told me they would sit outside the door and listen to me do this, but I would have recordings of that. So when I told Chris that as I started working with 1819 and writing for them, that a podcast might be a possibility, um, he went and found the tape recorder and bought it for me. And so now it's on my desk at home that I rarely sit at. But today, yesterday, I committed that I'm actually going to use my desk. So I'll get more work done that way. Turns out if I'm not distracted. But but yeah, so he gave me that. And did I carry a glitter microphone around when the kids were younger? Yeah, I did. (laughs) A glitter microphone. Yeah. What for? Molly what did you do bedazzled the microphone. That's the girls had it. karaoke. Okay. It got bedazzled at a spend the night party because, as you know, with two girls very close in age, there's lots of spend the night parties. Okay. Got it. Uh, lots of karaokeing. And one night they said, hey, mom, do you care if we, like, bedazzle the microphone? Yeah, of course not. I don't care what you do right. uh, as long as you don't burn the house down. And so from there, it... One time as a joke, Chris was like, you'll never know when you need a microphone. You should probably carry that around with you. So I right. carried it around with me in so my purse for a while. you carried a microphone around in your purse. <laughs> I am a public for, speaker. For what? So just in case you need to speak to people well, publicly? Well, it was a funny prop. Because what do you plug it into? Nothing. It's just a ah. hilarious prop. Mm. Like hilarious. if you need to do a mic drop. Like a mic drop. I have it You've with me. It. Prepared. You have it with you now? Right now? No, 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 no. I'm okay. saying I had oh. it with me back in the day when I did have my bedazzled right. glitter microphone. Right. Okay. So you, you were right. I did have one. Okay. But this is years ago. How did you know? When the kids were little. She, I, I feel told like her. she talked about I told her. Yeah. Okay. Show? I oh, got us way off. So go back anyway, to the Anyway, so podcast. the podcast, Allison and I run into each other on in, in the Coles checkout line. Okay. And so we this is 15 years after the This is 15 years after the How did you know who each other were? Because we just knew who each other... Like, everybody thought... Oh, I bet they go to lunch all the time. Like we live near each other. Our kids go to the same. Our kids go to the same school. Sim- I mean, we y'all interact. Are kind of similar. And to be so different, I always thought similar. like she was the coolest girl, right. but we just never had kids wow. in the same place at the same time. Mm-hmm. And so when we so saw your each kids other, didn't play sports together. No, never. So there was none of that. They know hey, of let's each sit other. By them. We yeah. don't know who they are, but they'll be our friend for they, the next year. The most likely person is Will with one of her kids in Mother's Day out. When okay. I lied on the Mother's Day out form and said many things <laughs> that were not true, but just so they would go to school, I lied. I'm sorry. <laughs> Is that your confession? So, anyway, that's my confession. So speed forward 15 years later in the Coles checkout, and mm-hmm. I say, hey, so I'm going to be writing for 1819, and there's a possibility that there might be a podcast. Um, what do you think about that? And oh, by the way, we should probably go to lunch. And that's how it happened. We it, went to lunch and talked for two and a half hours until we had to go pick up our kids. Yeah. And we we're like, I, th- I think we can do this. And then we got the green light, which is ridiculous because she went and pitched it because, as you know, she's very good at that. Yes. I, well, they were afraid to say no. Well, probably. I pitched it to Brian. Who says no to her? No, how, did you, how did you know Brian? He showed up to one of to her, her local, local meetings. meetings. Oh, because 1819 okay. was getting started and he was making the rounds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so he was going to be there. And I don't know if he had texted me and said, I'm going, or Allison said he's there. And then she took the opportunity because he was there to pitch it. But I had no clue what I was doing. I mean, we hadn't even had lunch together yet. And so I. So this was before this, the lunch. This yeah, is, this is this a hopeful. Is in between the parking lot or okay, the, where she the says, checkout counter slash. Hey, there might be a podcast. Right. She, and then, and then you... Brian somewhere in, in between. And, and. I had never thought about doing a podcast before, but you give me a microphone and I'll talk. Right. And so, which is what she said. Yeah. And so (laughs) that's what she said. (laughs) 
Probably my favorite line ever. And it <laughs> takes all I regularly. have to not use it every single episode. <laughs> but I pitched it to Brian and I don't, but God, like literally when I say, but God, because there was nothing I said, I didn't even really have a plan. But for whatever reason, Brian was like, that sounds good. That sounds real good. And so then we met, met with Brian. And then I pitched the whole Chris Fowler, Kirk mm-hmm. Herbstreet, Lee Corso thing. And we needed our Chris Fowler. And I think it was Brian. Mm-hmm. That Brian says, connected with you. Got Beeson. Oh, okay. And the only thing I knew is about your wiretapping. And I was like, <laughs> yes, that is the guy. Yep. Which I don't know if you can talk about that, but. I have to think. Can you talk about what was at least in the newspaper? Someday. Darn it. I thought you were gonna we still got to get the rest of Amy Beth's okay, story. Yes. So Amy Beth. Where she's from, <laughs> how it go. started. I'm getting comfy. Who this is she awesome. is. New so, Jersey girl, right? I got that part right. she PA. Oh, so close. You're it's so the same close. Place. It's, it's the Northeast. It's, it's basically Yankee. the same I am place. a Yankee. And so I was born in Hershey, um, adopted, moved to Alabama. Okay. Um, How old were you when you were adopted? Um, from the delivery room. Okay. Okay. Brand um, new My, my parents were on a walk. They were headed to a medical mission trip to Africa for the whole summer. Their bags were packed. Their shots were taken. Money raised. Literally suitcases out. They were ready to go. Hey, how would you like a baby? Uh, but, but yes, they, we'd like a baby. They had, and so this was their friend that they had their OBGYN who'd helped them in their search for a child. Okay, um, they had kind of eschewed the you know adoption agency thing in favor of a private attorney and reaching okay. out through because my dad was in medical school at the time, so they just kind of reached out to their contacts. If anybody ever comes in and right. you know would like to parent differently, let us know. And that's literally what happened. And so they called from the delivery room. They did not go on the trip. And then I came home and we moved to Alabama pretty quickly after that for my dad to finish his um, residency and fellowship. Never went back. And then. Um, now, how did they get to Alabama? They were supposed to go to the Cleveland Clinic okay. for his training. Okay. But somebody was murdered in the bushes and found in the bushes near the street where they could afford a house. And then your and mom so said, my mom mm. said she called my dad and said, you know, this isn't great. Like, I really <laughs> don't think I'd like baby. to live there because this is the only place we can live, even right. though she's from Ohio. He's okay. from New Jersey. That's where you got New Jersey from. Got it. Um, so he called the program director and said, does anybody want to switch? Well, it turns out somebody wanted to switch in Birmingham. And so they switched places. This person ended up at wow. Cleveland Clinic and he ended up here in Birmingham did they die? That's and what I was about to say. Did the person that went to Cleveland, did they die? They've too? never been heard from again. <laughs> Who knows where they wow. are? So we didn't we we didn't end up staying in Ohio. We we came here. And um my brother was adopted a year later, and then my little sister ten years after that. So we always knew that our family was a miracle, that it was put together at all. Um I grew up at Briarwood and I'm very glad I placed my faith in Christ when I was four. I knew what I was doing. I can still remember what the room looked like and praying with my dad and telling him, telling God that I knew Noah was real and that was the ark. And it would, I mean, like all these little childhood things, you know, come back to you. Um, So I'm very thankful for that foundation. And like you um, really grew up thinking we could change things. And I had a grandmother who loved politics and um, was a strong believer, but loved politics. So it was a cool thing to have a grandmother like that in your life when other women were like, politics, I don't really pay attention. Right. But you learned very early on that policy matters and who you vote for matters, even if it was in Ohio and I was learning from my parents and grandparents. And so um, it was natural. I worked for API after high school, after college. Um, and actually right after I didn't become Miss Alabama. I, I jumped. Let me jump ahead and say that right after college, I went into do pageants and I became Miss Alabama because Heather Whitestone became Miss America. So while she was waving on the stage at the camera and all the like things yeah. and the confetti and whatever, I'm in the audience in the Miss Alabama delegation comes up. They're like, you're Miss Alabama. So like it literally happened on the spot. And um, and then from there, speaking opportunities just you know, sprung up like that because that was really what the organization was turning itself into was an advocacy organization. Mm-hmm. So I got the opportunity to speak in schools and tell about um, my adoption story and my platform, which is character education and emphasizing abstinence, which sounds ridiculous, but I've been in a lot of schools and talked to a lot of kids and 
people want to know the truth still to this day. Mm-hmm. And so I met Chris Shaver. And then only recently. Now, how did you meet Chris? On a blind date. Really? So <gasps> who set up the blind date? Did you meet on a blind date? His no, uncle John. So we met on a blind date after I had sworn <laughs> off men. And um, I don't know why. Did you ever do that? Did you ever like swear off the ladies or swear off the men? And be like, I'm just not going to date anybody right now. This is just garbage. You mean like the drama on the ladies? Yeah, okay. all the drama. Yeah. So his uncle set us up. I went and did a speaking gig for, for he and his wife. And while I was there with them, she snuck into their house, called him and said, there's a girl I want you to meet. And so they, John and Kathy Tanner, thank you forever for the greatest dude. And Aww. so we met on a blind date and he did not warn me that he was six foot nine. He's not six twelve, and um, he's not seven feet tall. He's tall. And he so he stood like up he's tall to me. and I was like, holy cow. I didn't know God made people that tall. Like literally that's my first thought. Right. And then we got married a year later. And then we had Emmy the next year. Yeah. So and I want to know his response when the aunt calls and says, hey, I've got this girl you need to meet. Did he this is, hustle this over is there? Crazy. He's like, eh. He was actually at Duke watching a basketball game with okay. his best friend at the time. Okay. Isn't that wild? He was mm-hmm. in medical school. And um, so when Will and I visited schools, you know, a couple of years ago, I was like, wouldn't it be funny if you ended up playing up here in like Duke or North Carolina? Uh, Literally. I thought that'd be funny. Only because Chris had been there when... The phone call of destiny came through. <laughs> That's what it was. <laughs> so it's crazy. There you go. And then only recently, five years ago, I connected with my birth family. I sent away for my birth certificate. Um, <laughs> this just, is just because I didn't know I had a question following me around most of my life. And I'm about to say this. So you <laughs> need to gird your loins. Um, because when you're adopted, you awesome. believe what you're told and, and, and that's okay because it doesn't matter. Right. Right. Really. It doesn't matter. But my whole life, people are always like, what are you anyway? Like, are you, like, you mean like, like what, like your skin color's tan. Like people would come up to me when Molly was a baby. I mean, Emmy was a baby and she's very blonde. This literally happened to me. I was in Charleston, South Carolina shopping at Walmart and a man raced his shopping cart up to me. And he was like, you're so dark. Why is your kid so light? Literally. Okay, but really? wait, you're not dark. Well, at the right. time I was. But skin fades. And, and it was at the end of the summer as well. So, so when I get dark, I get right. really dark. Okay. And it turns out, I didn't know, I'm not Italian. It Is turns that what out, you were told? You're yeah, Italian? Yeah, I was told I was Italian. Your whole life. My whole life I was told I was Italian. Tell people you're Italian. Like, you're Italian. Of course you're Italian. And so, now let me back up and say <laughs> that when you're adopted, mm-hmm. you either on the birth family side or the adoptive family side, you're just trying to make this happen. Okay. Okay. So things get lost in translation. Let me just say it that way. But as that turns out, I'm not Italian. We even planned a trip to Italy for Emmy's <laughs> senior year so, so that we could go visit the homeland. So, so you're an adult. So what are you? I'm what? biracial. So I'm black, I'm Spanish and a little white. So, but how did you find you this out? DNA and my birth mom. When we connected, she's like, oh, by the way, did you know you're black? And I was like, you know, your birth father's black. And I'm like, really? No, I'm kidding. I knew. I knew. Like, like um, you, But DNA, you, I had done my DNA. And then when I, my DNA couldn't find my birth mother. Okay. So was there something about your, your daughter did one? And so she's my like, daughter did the DNA. And that's a so great she question. Started it, right? She started it. And she said, mom, I know you've always had questions. <laughs> because And our hair's really curly. And people ask us all the time, like, what's your ethnic identity? Like, what is it? Right. Because their hair is literally like ringlet curls. Okay. And my hair is always straight. And so people couldn't tell, did they get the hair from Chris? Was it me? Mm -hmm. What was this? Mm -hmm. And so she did it first before she went and worked in New York. And so when that came back that she was a quarter black, I was like, we should, you're like, we should probably do our DNA. There's no Italian in there. There's no Italian. There was 1% Italian. Did you say, did you say, well, these things are never, it's a scam. They're never right. Or did you say, hmm. Well, can we show the picture of you when you're like five? Yeah. If you, I mean. Did you bring it? It's on my phone. So like, how did you, this is, how did you not know? Because once you show this picture. (laughs) You know what? That is, 
I think that when you're a kid, you so believe yeah. you're mm-hmm. adults yeah. and you, and, and, yeah. and so you just kind of tuck that question. I said this one time, well, it you, probably tuck, didn't occur to you, you file that older. question away. Right. Now, does it bother you that people are always asking, what are you? Because right. you realize people are curious. Like you can't fault people for their curiosity. Right. They're nice enough to ask. Now, the way they ask, there are better ways than others. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, but as a kid, you believe it. Now, as a teenager, that really bothered me because okay. I really didn't know. Right. But looking back is mm-hmm. ridiculous mm-hmm. with my hair that it never occurred to me. Um <laughs> It never but occurred to me. But kids don't know. I mean, kids don't really know. They don't I mean, know. Because it, it, it really anybody. doesn't matter. But it's right. hysterical because suddenly the next time you fill out medical forms and they ask black, white, you know, Indian, American Indian, like all the did things. You just, did you just I check all? I check, I put, I check <laughs> white and black. And, and so now when people find out, they're like, I knew it. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I know. How could I not know? I mean, it's so weird because... Because I'm finding it. It's on here. It's so cute, but clearly (laughs) it's obvious. I I was not Italian and I didn't know. I didn't know. How could somebody not know? I don't know. Like it's embarrassing to say sweet though. It's like the innocence of a child, you know, I didn't know. And And your parents are, they're like, what? I mean, so why would it become a topic until you become a teenager and you're like, this is what I appreciate the older that I am is that I was raised as a human. Mm-hmm. And isn't that what we all want? Yeah. Just a person. Because we're one tribe. We just have different melanin count in our skin. That's all. Correct. I, mean, I, I have agree. two very brown children. And when you're talking about the things people say, I can't believe the things that like oh my educated gosh. adults Do people say. really say? Oh, Not Scott. as much anymore. But like when we were adopting... 16 years ago, it still was not as mainstream. And so you would walk in somewhere and you just, you don't, I don't even think about it anymore. Like I don't even think about the, I have a Chinese daughter. Like she's just my daughter. Right. Um, or a Guatemalan son, like it's just Jeb. Right. And, um, but you'll walk in somewhere and y'all are like, why do I have a booger? Like, why is everybody staring? Yeah. Like, Oh, really? And yeah. it, it's, it's even like that with my kids and we're places. And like just yesterday, somebody asked Chris, is your, is your son mixed? And he was like, yeah, their, their mom, you know, my wife is, is biracial. And they're like, right. oh, that makes sense. Because yeah, right. you see their hair, but there are things that people say that, you know, they're, they just want to know, but really and truly the way that it comes out, right. yeah. they would really bother our kids in high school about it because it's funny that skin really does lighten over time. And, and, and mine did, but if you look at pictures, even 10 years ago, I'm lighter now than I was then. And I, you know, but I still tan quickly, which I like, <laughs> but, but you just want to say to people, why do you need to know? Because right. you can't back, right. like, which, can you imagine if Chris, like with his height, if he said, back they're already to people, looking at him, like, they're oh already gosh, looking he's at him. He's really right. tall, mm-hmm. you know, and, and they make jokes about his height. Well, you know, he's like, what if I looked back at people and said, how does it feel to be so short? Right. You know, you can't. And so right. that's the other thing is race and your ethnic identity is. Because I'm fascinated by the, the whole question because, you know, my kids are tall mm-hmm. and they're not as tall as your husband or your son, but they're tall. Man. My daughter, my daughter's six, have? three. I have three. So I have a six, five son. I'm six, four. My daughter's six, three. And Molly my and Merritt is, need to meet. Yeah, they really, really do. They really do. So we get looked at weird because we're pretty big compared mm-hmm. to everybody else as How a family. How tall is your wife? Five, four. That's so cute. Laura's bringing it to the yeah, house. Yeah, yeah, she is. She's keeping it all based. So she walks like behind us sometimes. Just That's so, what I do. So she can get the full effect. We need of to everybody. have a couple. Because when we walk by and people are like, "Whoa!" Yes. And we're not. And we're not six. One hundred percent. But when people look at you weird, I never know if they're looking at us weird because my family's tall, or because they figure out who I am and they hate my guts. Yeah. So it's one. Or do of you those. have toilet paper on your shoe? Yeah. Yeah, I'm figuring mostly. It might be, be both. It's, it may be the hated. Right. And that's toned down a lot after I got out of politics, but that was always a big part of what are they looking at? What are they? Or are they just trying to figure out who you are? Right. Like I know that face. Yes. See, I think mostly people know who you are. I think that's what they do. I've heard your voice. You know, who are you? And Mm -hmm. so, yeah. And they don't really remember. They just like, oh yeah. So So where did you grow up? I grew up in Gardendale. So you, okay. Mm -hmm. I'm a Gardendale boy. I was born, I was born in Hartzell. 
Uh, my family, my mom and dad are from Coleman County. You're a Hartsville Tiger first before no, you were just, a Gardendale just Rocket? Just born there. Just, just born there. Just born there. Okay. And then until I was starting the third grade, we live in Gadsden because my dad was in the military at Fort McClellan. And he got a job with uh, the phone company and we moved to Gardendale. He drove back and forth for a year or so. We moved to Gardendale. So I went to Gardendale Elementary School as a third grader okay. and uh, have lived there my entire life, except when I went to the University of Alabama. So I'm very fond of that community. I grew up there when it was like Mayberry. Aww. And that's one of the reasons I'm so loyal to that area. It was a great place to grow up. I mean, we didn't get a McDonald's until I was, I think, a senior in high school. No way. Mm-hmm. Where did you hang out? The Walmart parking lot? Uh, Burger King. I bet you got which, Burger King before Burger McDonald's. King. Pizza Hut. We called it the BK Lounge. Yeah, that's what Chris called it. That's where they <laughs> hung out in Huntsville. <laughs> the BK Lounge. The BK Lounge, yes. yes. Which wow. really meant on the top of your car. Or you were just in the parking yeah. lot. You just sat there. Yes, you were hanging, hanging out. That's I wasn't cool enough did. to do that, but Drive I really thought the kids through. who did were. <laughs> I was too afraid cool. to go try to do your those things. Your parents probably wouldn't let you hang out with those kids. Maybe not. <laughs> they were trying no, to keep you out of trouble. I, I, you know, it's one of those things where you the blessing of uh, just being oblivious to whatever else is going on around you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what did you study in school? In college? Yeah. My degree is in geology. And so where did that take st- you? It is a long story. When you're story. gardening, do it you t- talk to the rocks? You're like, oh. Well, sometimes I know what kind of rocks they are. Okay, okay. <laughs> I know what kind of rocks right, they respect. are and, and how to describe them. The um, It is weird because I haven't figured out what I want to do in my life, really. Yeah. Um, I've always been interested in politics, going back into high school, uh, dealing with you know liberal teachers and the, the whole nine yards. So I go to the University of Alabama. I had a presidential scholarship to go there. Um, and I had to choose between a basketball scholarship to Troy or a presidential scholarship to Alabama. And I weighed out the two. I can practice my eyeballs out and do all this, or I can just go to school. Mm. So I did the the Alabama thing. I thought I wanted to be an engineer. Mm-hmm. Really? What mm-hmm. kind? Uh, at that time, it was just, engineer, just engineer, right? What, whatever was the cool thing at that time, uh, whether it, it was civil dorks. engineer. <laughs> But you're a so geologist. I used to you're be smart. Enough. I mean, I got the I got the presidential <laughs> scholarship for that, and uh, so I started it. Ended up going to some of the the math classes taught by the foreigner. You know, yeah, you know that one. Yeah, I had no idea what he was saying. I still don't know how to do a derivative or what it is because no one can give me a good definition. <laughs> and like, then I said, I'm out of here. Yeah. So now I'm in college thinking, what am I going to do? And I end rocks. up going to a geology class with the greatest professor. Ever. I mean, just old school Indiana Jones kind of guy. Oh, man, that's coolest kind of people. Yeah, I mean, his name was Dr. Hooks. He had gone to the University of North Carolina, came to Alabama in like 1954. Wow. And was just a rock star. He was one of the first two guys that got to uh, actually go look at Mount St. Helens after it erupted. Wow. He was one of those guys. Right. Okay, send these geologists. He's a legit guy. Greatest office. Had a coffee mug, giant coffee mug that had every watch he had ever owned. No way. And when they died, he just put them in there. It was the the watch graveyard, and they're just old watches. So you were wooed Human, by the bright lights. I of was geology. wooed by the the because one time I thought I wanted to be a paleontologist or something like that, archaeologist, because I thought that's Indiana Jones. That's just that's awesome. And then that's I, so Ross I did, from Friends. I, yes, it <laughs> is. That's his name now. It's Ross. <laughs> He's such a Ross. And I did the, I did the little two day one day thing to see what they really do. Yeah. And after like five hours of sorting, I was like, "Oh my gosh, that is, I don't, I did not see this in the movie." And um, so I ended up taking other geology classes. And then, as some people do, I'm like, "I've got a bunch of these. I guess I'll graduate with yeah. this." Sometime during that, I thought, "Well, I may go to medical school, huh. or I may go to uh, dental school." Okay. So I took the MCATs and made good oh enough my to go. Gosh. I um, did the I did use the dent did use the MCAT for dental school I can't remember but anyway I uh, applied for dental school at UAB got accepted paid the deposit about to start and I'm like I do not want to look in people's mouths what am I doing I'm All doing day. this so I can work four days and play golf on Friday yeah. this will be terrible so I ended up Lori and I got married. After my first year of graduate school, okay. where I taught a geology lab when I was... Uh, so you went back just to get your master's? Yes, I went back to get my master's. In geology. In geology. You've got married. around the block. Yes. Got married. Okay. Uh, went to my second year of graduate school. 
then said, I'm going to get a job and did the wonderful, I'll finish my thesis later, uh, which means you're never going to do it. Right. Just like my professor said, you'll never do it. Started work as an environmental consultant, environmental science geologist person. And a couple years later ran for the U.S. I mean, the Alabama Senate when I was 24, lost roughly 60-40, had no idea what I was doing, had never been involved in politics. I just thought if I just go out and see people and talk to them, um, they'll vote for me. I signed up on the last day you could sign up Wow! with two minutes left before the deadline. Way to just and, go for and it. And the way I made my decision was I was looking and they said, I said, well, what can I run for? And they said, well, you can, you live here. You can run for this. This is the house and you can run for this. It's the Senate. And I said, well, there's already a couple people running for the house. I'll, I'll run for the Senate. And that's how I ran the first time. I had no idea that. Wow. That the state Senator that represented me lived in my hometown, hmm. uh, which I should have known, but I didn't cause I wasn't plugged in at all. Hmm. And I decided to run on vacation before the sign-up, the week before. Mm-hmm. And I, it really was talking to my family, my parents, and saying, why don't people do this? Yeah. Why doesn't somebody say this? I mean, I'm just 24. I know how to fix this. Why don't they do it? And I realized while I was trying to figure out who to support, that if I really wanted someone to do what I thought was right, I needed to be that person. And, that, and that's how I got involved in politics. Wow. So I've, I've done all kinds of stuff. I've done residential construction um, because I realize it's difficult to work a real job, a normal job for someone else if you're actually doing what you should do in the legislature. Right. Um, long, long story. It's been, a, it's been an interesting ride for me. kind of like it. I yeah. mean, you've, you, you have a uh, lot of knowledge about a lot of things, I'm assuming. I guess. I'm either... You, the whole Renaissance man thing, yeah, might mean that you're fairly good at a lot and not really good at one thing. Well, you know what though that stands out to me about both of you is this idea that we have to have all the answers before we jump in and do anything. Mm-hmm. And you just went in because you're like, I'm just going to do this. And you woke up, the Lord had given you a dream and had been on your heart, and you'd been an active community member, and you just started it. So we are smashing the dream or the idea that it has to be perfect before you start. Mm. It doesn't. Look at the impact that they have had on their communities and still have and will have for years to come because they said, I have an idea. Why don't people do it this way? Well, let's go teach them how to do it. So that is what I want y'all to learn today. Your PSA has been brought to you by the Wonder, <laughs> Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. <laughs> All right, so everybody's family and kids. I didn't say I've got uh, I've got three kids. I did say that because yeah. I gave the heights. Uh, my oldest is Keller, who is about to graduate from okay. UAH and um, some sort of data analyst, computer science. He's really really smart. He's like two questions away from a thirty six. Oh my word! On the ACT, and so he got the full ride deal at UAH. And then I have my daughter, who is Merritt, who is uh, plays volleyball at the University of Florida. So she's a SEC athlete. She's super athletic. And then Mac is my 15-year-old about to be a sophomore who plays football and basketball. Also, I'd like Molly to meet Mac, but anyway. <laughs> Whoa. His girlfriend might frown Blind on that, date. but it's okay. Just a nice man who's tall. <laughs> He's only six feet tall now. Is she taller than him? She's six two. Yeah. He has to grow. He's planning on so six let's two just, or yeah, six just Molly in. I'm not, I'm not creeping in. I'm right. not trying to do that. Molly and Merritt need to meet. So you have great kids, and all your kids have great names, by the way. Just want to say that. I noticed when you were calling each of their names, yeah. they have really yeah, good Max, names. Max's real name is McCallan. That's a neat Ooh. name. There's a good story about that, too. It's a very... Like we'll do that another show. Is okay. he going to be a president someday? Because that sounds very... He is very social. He is my most social child. Okay. He just lives to be around people. So Is that your wife? Because you generally don't like people. You know that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really? very social, kind of. You're social. <laughs> you I'm always bet, early and on time. I bet that you're on the line. Are you on the line between um, what? Oh, my word. Like, all the words today are just gone. Like, are you antisocial? Are you kind of social? Are you right down the middle between being an introvert and an extrovert? Both of you. What are y'all? I don't know. I probably prefer... You may be closer to right than you are wrong. 
I don't necessarily love people all the time, but when I was campaigning, I loved the campaigning more than I did. I like meeting people. No, I like talking to people. Does that make That's sense? That's it. So I don't love meeting the new person. I'm not just going to be, I'm, I don't like being the person who goes into the room and ah, la, 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 la. Mm-hmm. I'm fine standing back, but I love the conversation. I love when, once it gets started, I love going, but I will talk to the people at the drive-thru and, and kind of freak them out and have a real conversation. Like, so what is this guy about like, to Why is he talking me? to me? Right. But so I, I don't know. I'm a weird, I'm a weird yeah. bird. Are you down the middle? I'm, I'm like, I'm straight down the middle. I'm actually more introvert. I recharge when I have some quiet, like now a lot of people think that's weird because when I'm talking and I'm out, I'm like, or whatever, like I have a lot of fun and can be very social, but, but I actually need some quiet time, but I'm like 48% extrovert, 52% introvert. Like some, it's crazy. Fair enough. You, you, I am a little more extrovert than introvert, but I I feel like I was more extroverted as a younger person, but the older that I get, the more that I realize, like if you take those little, whatever that Myers-Briggs test is, I'm kind of like you, but just reverse. Yeah. Um, Because now I I really appreciate the quiet. We, we try, we are all so busy Mm -hmm. that I appreciate the quiet. I appreciate putting the headphones in and reading a book and just mentally getting it together before going back out again. Wait, you listen on headphones while you read? I can. To two different things? Well, it depends. Like if I'm flying, maybe I'm listening to like some background music. Oh, okay. Okay. So not like a book in your head and then a book. If I'm I'm watching something, I may just have the book in case I get bored with what I'm listening to. That's amazing because I don't think I could do that. It's multitasking. It's weird. It's weird. Impressive. So we're going to learn more as we go, right? Well, How about y'all. Uh, yeah, but come on. Because we, we're in an hour. I know, we but can. Like, we got to stop. Can, it's, it's over. Let's play one <laughs> round of Never Have I Ever. Okay. No. Go ahead. Y'all start it. And it'll be so fun that I'll want to take part. Okay. The way it works. <laughs> okay. I'm going to start it. Okay. This is what all the teenagers do, except mm-hmm. theirs goes south real quickly. Right. So to play Never Have I Ever, you put five, we're just going to do five fingers up. Okay. Come on, Scott. Okay, my nose, but and so up. I'm going to start, and I'm going to say never have I ever, and I'm actually going to say something that I've never done, right. but that I think you two have. So if you can't say never have I ever, you got to put a thumb down. And you lied when? Just to get your kids <laughs> and Mother's Day out? So like, Okay, like, I'm fully prepared to lie. Okay, so here we go. And then we're going to go to you, okay. and then we're going to go to Scott, and okay. it goes around, okay? Okay. So never have I ever been to Red Lobster. Or had one of their cheese biscuits. So if you have if done you, that. If you, you have done that, you have to put one down. Okay. I know you've been to Red Lobster. You're so condescending. Just because <laughs> I live in Garden Grove, does not mean I've been to Red Lobster. I actually, you it's not shocked. condescending. It's uh-huh. not condescending because like everybody so talks He's about so their. so fond of his town. Every, <laughs> and they go to Red Lobster and love the cheese biscuits. And Applebee's. <laughs> No, everybody talks about the cheese biscuits, Mm. and I have never had Mm -hmm. a cheese biscuit. We might have to go to Red Lobster. Really? The cheese biscuits are delicious. I've only had them one time. Never. Okay. I know. You've never been to Red Lobster. Never. All right. Okay. So now I have to do a never have 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 ever. So I got to do the thumb first. Oh, you have to do it now? Yeah. Now she says something that she's never done. Give me your list because you're cheating. I did have time to think about this. This is really hard. Never have I ever. There's so many hard. things that okay, it's so hard. It's Never hard. have I ever um, driven to California. I actually have done that. Mm. Oh, wait. I, I'm just one down. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. So I'm trying to make y'all put your hands down, right? Yes. Yeah. But it has to be, you can't lie, Scott. Yeah, it has no. has to be something you have to Tell the done. truth. Shame the devil. Mm. Do you want me to go on my next one? You can think. Yeah, go ahead. Let me work Okay. Never have I ever broken a bone. Did I... Did I pay to just have cra- a bone broken? Just crack. <laughs> what? <laughs> just paying to have a bone broken count. What? <laughs> My nose. <laughs> okay. Does crack count? Yes. Okay. It's not really broken. It's just, you know, is you it say, not, they say, is it it not completely intact? Crack. <laughs> no, no. Like, like, does a cracked bone count? Because you always go to the doctor when you're yeah, getting like, it. It's crack. just cracked. You'll be all right. Yeah, no, I think cracked. Okay. Which are far too casual about the crack, though. You're like, come mm. on, man. Like, do something for me. Rub some dirt on it. hurt my bone. Devastating. Right. Okay. Okay. Do you have one? 
I gave you time to think. Oh, yeah, I was going next. We're yeah. not going in order anymore. Oh, okay. Keep going in order. I like okay. this. I like this game. I'm just playing the game. You like the game? Not really, but okay. I'm trying to okay. build y'all up. You have so one? Nice. Uh, no, I don't. Do you get, just do okay, another never, one. Never, never, never have I ever smoked a cigarette. I have never smoked. I've taken one puff of a cigarette. That counts. That counts. Put your finger down. No, that down. does not count. It, it does Y'all need it on your own. If your grandfather who smokes says, you really want to try one? You really want to try one? Here. And you never touched another that one. Counts. That does not count as smoking a cigarette. Know. That's like, I one did not puff. have sexual relations with that lady. With one that puff girl. from your grandfather does not count as smoking a cigarette. Did you smoke okay. the whole thing? I've never smoked a cigarette. Now, I've held a cigarette. She did. There's no doubt. Chris Shaver taught me how to smoke cigarettes. No, don't throw Chris under the bus. No, it was great fun. And I would smoke if it wouldn't torture your lungs. (laughs) If it wasn't bad for you. If it wasn't bad for you. He would go down to the Chevron station by St. Vincent's during medical school in order to... No, he doesn't mind. We talk about it. The kids know it. They, They know everything. And so he would go down to just get one. Right. Um, one cigarette? You can buy one, one? You can buy singles, and he would can, buy them just to, like, I don't even know oh, why. I know you so when we first started dating, I we sat on them. the steps of his apartment in near Altamont, and uh-huh. um, he was like, okay, this is, this is how you smoke a cigarette. I'm like, okay. It was great fun. And I was like, well, I'll never do that again, but now I've done it. See? That's a whole cigarette. Mine was that was a whole your, cigarette. Right. And you're making me do it just because but you, you want to get ahead. But you smell bad and, you know, it's bad for your lungs. It's so bad. That was a deal breaker for me. I could never date anybody Mm-mm. that smoked. You, you can't. And he did not smoke at the time. It was one of those that he knew I had wanted to try it. So he was like, all right, I will school you in mm. the art of things you should not do. <laughs> but, hey, let's go do it. I'm going let's to the Chevron. Right now. <laughs> Party you can, on. Because you can buy them one at a time. <laughs> I didn't even know that was possible. I bet people be like, I'm going to unfollow her. That's okay. No. You weren't following me anyway. It's okay. Don't follow I'm me. Down to three. Okay. Well, we are this supposed be our to go. Show ever. We're supposed to go until Sorry. everybody Can gets we do out. Sorry. Can't be continued? Okay. Four, three, two. Amy Bestfeld lose. Oh. Okay, we'll do this at the end of next show. We'll finish it we'll up. We'll see. Are we okay. starting with four, three, two? Yeah. And I've got dessert you, questions that I'm going to ask. So I'm. I've, they're in my brain. I'm not going to ask I'm just trying to think questions that I can get y'all out with. No, you've got a week to think about it. Okay, so I'm on two. (laughs) Y'all better come through. (laughs) Oh, this has been... um, (laughs) Fun. This has been the best show ever. (laughs) It's interesting. Well, and you know a little bit more about us. So thank you for watching the program. Please give us a thumbs up. Tell other people about the podcast. Ladies, any last words? I think we said way too much already. I think y'all I think did, too. we just too. need to tap out. That's why I was the moderator. Alabama unfiltered. <laughs> the moderator. Yeah. The Thanks, moderator. Scott. The moderator. See y'all. <laughs> <laughs>